Hey everybody, welcome to the Survival Show Podcast Gear Cave segment with me, Craig, and producer Craig, and no David in sight. Aha, love it. Now seriously, this is another podcast in which we had technical issues. You know how that works, right? Everybody's got technical issues from time to time. And producer Ben was the first one who had to bow out due to technical issues and then David had to bow out due to technical issues and that left me behind to (sighs) carry these guys I guess (laughs) I'm just joking y'all know I'm joking but in all seriousness uh, it it left us in a position where we needed to get this gear cave and I'd actually put the notes together for this for me and David to go back and forth but guess what? There's no David, so there is not going to be any back and forth. I guess there's just going to be a back or a forth. Ha ha. With that said, hey, thanks for being with me. I am your special guest today. And to give you a little background about why I can talk about gear and somewhat have a educated opinion on the matter is, obviously, I'm a backcountry skills instructor. I'm the author of three books, one of which is Ultimate Wilderness Gear. So, hashtag HBO, please. Hashtag HBO, which means help a brother out. For some reason, Ultimate Wilderness Gear did not sell as many books as I did with Extreme Wilderness Survival. So, check it out. I mean, it's a book full of gear, you all. Some of the coolest pictures in the world. I can tell you that for certainty because my wife took them. And uh, I go into everything in that book on knives, sleeping bags, shoes, packs, backpacks, how to wear a backpack, how to put it on, what all the straps are for. Uh, I go into compasses. I go into maps. I go into another thing that I go into is flashlights, which is the topic I wanted to go back and forth with David on today is things that we can do to illuminate a much darker place than we would like for it to be so illumination flashlights and all kinds of good stuff like that we basically want you to be able to see what you want to see and there's some interesting things to talk about when it comes to this because quite frankly there's a lot of flashlights out there and there's a few things that you should know from a reviewer standpoint and from someone who gets flashlights and all this stuff that I want to talk about too. Um, There's just some information that you need to know. So the first thing that maybe we should discuss is what do I carry as an EDC? And if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, then I show this flashlight all the time, but I've been carrying the same flashlight for a very, very long time. It's a PowerTac E5. And PowerTac is just one of those companies that makes a really good flashlight. I find them to be affordable compared to the other options that are available out there. Is And so that's why I carry them. For those two reasons, they work. They work well. And they're more affordable than other options. And so I'm a budget-minded kind of guy. So that's why I carry the PowerTac E5. Here's some things about it that I think that you may or may not like, but I want to point out. First off... It has a on and off switch that's on the back of the end of the flashlight, which if you have any semblance of understanding of how you're to, 
to conduct yourself in a tactical situation, uh, that's real important because you're holding the flashlight in your hand, basically in your fist. You depress the button with your thumb, and that way uh, the beam is right out in front of you, and you can carry your weapon properly so that you can utilize it in concert with your flashlight hand if you don't have a flashlight on your weapon, that is. And go about getting work done and doing what you need to do in that situation. Uh, the other thing is that it also has another button on it that changes the intensity level of it. And one of the things that I love, and, and this is a this is obviously a discussion of my flashlight, but you can find other flashlights like this. It's not just the PowerTac E5, but uh, but because this is the one I use literally every day, and, or at least I carry with me every day, and I use it quite a lot. If you have never carried a flashlight on a daily basis, when you do, you'll start finding, gone. I use a flashlight a lot. I could use a flashlight in that situation, and you will. And so it's it's kind of interesting. But with that said, the first setting on the PowerTac E5 is, is uh, what they refer to as a moonbeam setting. And so this moonbeam setting is just really, really low light. It's still a white light. Everything on this flashlight is a white light. You can buy caps for it, but I don't deal with that for this particular light. Um, but... But uh, that moonbeam setting is a good one to see what you need to see, and it doesn't mess with your eyes all that much because that's really important, and we'll get into that in a minute. It also has three other options on it where you can go in higher intensity and use it as basically a really bright floodlight as well as the other thing is it has a flashing light, which some people like those and some people don't. Um, the thing that is important to understand is a lot of people will carry those strobe lights, the, stro the flashing light, the strobe light, for the purpose of utilizing for self-defense. And what you must realize when you do that is that if it's, if it's dark and then you use the strobe effect, you just strobed yourself too. And so you need if you're going to do that, and I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't, but I'm just saying if you do that, then you need to train with that as well to see how you're going to respond. It may or... It may be easier, it may be harder, but that's something that you need to figure out on your own. My personal experience is I found that to be very difficult to fight with. And so, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but I'm just saying I would rather use a steady light instead. You know, this PowerTac E5 is right at 1,000 lumens, and it's going to put out a considerable amount of light and do what I needed to do. And if I know how to use it properly, I can shine that directly into the light or directly into the eyes of somebody else. And it's going to work. It's going to work well to blind them temporarily. And again, a low light training event, especially for somebody that's going to think they're going to carry a light for um, self-defense to utilize, particularly in concert with a weapon, then you need to do low light training with somebody. Do it with somebody good, too, because uh, that's that's dangerous training. And you need to have somebody that's going to help you do that right. Okay. The other part of this particular light is that it's got a... It's got a beam that goes out over like 800 feet or something of that nature on its highest mode. So, and I've used this in the woods. It's crazy. I've used this in a wilderness situation to see way, way out through the woods. And so that's a fantastic light and it has a flood effect too. So that's, that's what I like about the PowerTiki 5. So you can get in any number of other light sources, but you can see why basically that, that particular flashlight is going to do basically everything I need to do with it for illumination. The beauty of it, it is also has a front on it that I can utilize as a weapon because 
I like carrying stuff that I can utilize as a weapon. My flashlight can be utilized as a weapon. My weapon can be used as a weapon. My knife can be used as a weapon. I have things on my keys that I can use as a weapon. Uh, I'm always very self-defense oriented. And so I want to have tools with me that serve multiple purposes. And one of those purposes I like most of my tools to be able to use is self-defense. And so the the uh, edges on the front are a little bit pointed. Uh, I used to have an older e- PowerTac E5 that still, ha- they weren't just as pointed. And I'll tell you, this is something to consider is that the newer ones only offer the more pointed ends where the beam is. And so when I'm using it like that, when I'm sticking it in my pocket, those points sometimes get hung up in my pocket going in my pocket. It deploys easily, but going in my pocket and being in my pocket has a tendency to rip my pocket. If, uh, if my pants are, you know, I've got like hippie or uh, what's it called? Um, shoot trying to think of the name anyway i was trying to be funny if i'm wearing real tight jeans not which i don't so i won't even say that but anyway uh just consider that because that's something to have in mind as well because you don't want to tear your clothes up just because you're carrying a flashlight but you know i don't mind because hey that's me now let's consider some secondary light sources as well here's some things that i also carry with me is that i have a headlamp that i keep attached to my pack And that headlamp goes, it just stays on my pack. And let me tell you, this is something that I do that's just a little bit different than most, is I keep that headlamp attached to the handle on my pack. There's there's usually a drag handle or a, a, a regular handle that's just on the top of every pack. I always keep my headlamp attached to that. Because if I find myself in a situation where, oh crap, I've got to get my light and I've got to get it now, I don't want to have to go digging around in my pack in the dark to find it. By doing that, I always know where my pack or I always know where my light is. And so I can find if I can find my pack in the dark, I can feel around and find the handle and then find my light attached to the top of it. And that's a fantastic thing to be able to do. If you've never practiced your skills in the dark with no light, you need to. So that's something that you should practice as well. What I also carry is a um shoot i forget what this name of it oh it's a sidewinder yeah i've got i wrote my wrote it in my notes uh i have a sidewinder as well and that's a little light that has an articulating head on it you'll see a lot of these utilized on helmets in the military they're utilized to they have a clip on them and they have a a clip that you can actually screw them onto the helmet so they don't fall off at all. But the clip is something that you can pull off and on rather easily. So I use that. I used to use my headlamp more than anything, but I also use this one now because I can attach it to a pack strap. I can attach it to the pocket of a shirt. I can attach it to my hat. I can attach it to a helmet and it makes it just a little bit more versatile than just a headlamp by itself. And it comes with a headlamp strap, uh, headlamp strap. And so that is basically a sidewinder. And again, I can't remember, believe it or not, I can't remember the, the, the brand of that one. I can't believe that. Let me look it up real f- quick for you. It's a streamlight, a streamlight sidewinder. Now, keep in mind, some people are really adamant that they want to have only tools that run on the same exact battery so they can interchange the batteries. Well, in my kit, I always carry extra batteries for everything. So I don't do that because I have found for my purposes that I like CR123 batteries in my flashlights because they're just incredibly powerful. 
And so that's what the Sidewinder uses. That's what my PowerTac uses. And then I have other batteries for other uses. Uh, you know, if I've got, like my headlamp, it carries two AAA batteries. And so I have those and I keep that. I have one of those cute little uh, battery holders that keeps everything in uh, a, a uniform pouch that so it doesn't make any noise either. So I really like that. Um, so that's some things to keep in mind as far as the way I use a secondary light source. The other thing that I do is I always keep flashlights in every vehicle in my go bag uh, that stays. There's one that stays in my house and one that has some materials in it that stays in my truck. I always keep a, and I talked about this last week, I think, I always keep a crank uh, device that is a radio, that is a light, that does any number of things. And so that provides um, a, a lot of different uses in one little tool um, so that I can monitor the radio in the event of, of bad natural disaster. I have that light and I, and I don't have to have batteries at all. I don't have to worry about that particular apparatus in my go bag ever running out of batteries because I'll just crank it up and run it. So one of the other things I didn't mention, I just now remember this, is is uh, that Sidewinder light. The other thing that it has on it is uh, infrared light as well. I don't even know if that's called a light, but it has infrared on it. And what this allows you to do is uh, entities that are going to be looking for you possibly with night vision, you can use this infrared light and they'll be able to see that and nobody else will be able to see it. So from a tactical perspective, that's really valuable. Uh, the other thing to consider, and if you've ever seen 13 Hours, the story of Benghazi, you see them doing this in the movie, and it's really cool because it's something that I've had in my bag for this purpose for years. And I'm assuming that somebody in the military probably taught me this a long time ago, and I don't even remember who it was. But uh, I, I like having an infrared light in case, let's say I'm lost and I know that a helicopter or aircraft, some other aircraft for that matter, is looking for me and is utilizing infrared, then I can use that light and I will spin it in a circle and that pilot will, that will stand out like a sore thumb to that pilot. And so that's a nice little trick to have up your sleeve if you want to be found, like in a search and rescue situation, you've got somebody looking for you. So that's really important. Now, some things, a couple of things to keep in mind that are important to understand is that a lot of people are like, I want the brightest light I possibly can, and I'm going to use it for everything. If you're using that type of light for self-defense, and let's say you you find an aggressor that's in your home or you're going in a situation where you need to defend yourself, and you hit that super bright light on a white wall, there's going to be this whitewash and it's basically a reflection of the light right back on you and so not only are is the bad guy possibly going to be abandoned but i mean uh, blinded but you too are going to be blinded and because of that i'm not a fan of using a light that is just the brightest you know ten thousand lumens and all that kind of thing maybe in an outdoor situation for maybe a ranch or a farm or homestead or something like that but to utilize that in a house it's kind of overkill because you run the risk of you being blinded as well. And the other one, and this is just a little insight into the world of survival, flashlight companies, they don't mind throwing flashlights at people all day long. 
reviewers. That's why you see flashlight reviews all the time on YouTube and stuff of that nature. Uh, I've done a couple myself, uh, particularly I showed power tap because it works, but I've got a couple of lights that these companies that are trying to dominate the market, they just keep throwing lights out and they keep throwing all these little cute little things on them to make them different from the competition. And really you just need simple. You all, you just need simple. If there is a tremendous amount of bells and whistles on your flashlight, then you probably don't need that flashlight. Get something simple because the electronics that are on something like that to make it work properly, then you just got more moving parts and not literally moving parts, but you just got more parts that are going to break down easily. And so don't fall victim to that. Just get something that's a little bit more simple. So guess what? That's it. That's it for the gear cave. I've been your host, Craig, not David today. So again, good to be here. Glad to be here. Always good to be with you all. I don't get to talk about gear very much because I always leave that to David because he does a good job of it. But I uh, always enjoy the opportunity when I get to do it. So it's it's good to be able to talk flashlights and lights and all that good stuff with you. Another consider, as I'm sitting here getting ready to close the show, another thing I should have put in my notes, and I'm thinking about it right now, another thing that I keep in my go bag is um, snap lights. You know, the lights that you break and you shake them up and they're illuminated and they're one and use, one and done kind of things. Those are fantastic pieces of equipment. You can use that to put on equipment. You know, let's say that you have to put your pack down and you want to come back to it in the dark. Well, break a snap light and put it on your pack. That way you know where it is when you come back to it. Or maybe you want to mark something to be able to come to it. I know a lot of, well, I shouldn't say that, but there, there's some ways that you can use them in t tactical situations as well. And they're useful little tools to have around and to be able to use. So I keep several of those in my vehicles, all my vehicles, my wife's vehicle, my vehicle, my kids' vehicles. And then uh, I like to have one or two in my pack as well because they serve a, a really nice purpose. Okay. So with that said, that's the, that is the Gear Cave podcast for now. Do me a solid, my friend. Do me a solid. Just to aggravate David, share this podcast everywhere that you can share it. Tell everybody that this is the greatest flashlight podcast you've ever seen. And let's see if I can get the numbers up on this particular podcast more, more downloads than David has had on his, just so we can aggravate him. You and me, team. It's a team here at the Survival Show, right? Uh, so, you know I'm joking, but I'm not. So... Uh, share this with anybody that you think might find interest in it. And always check us out at the survivalshow.com website. That's going to blow up. That's going to get big and crazy and super cool in the real near future. And if you enjoyed this podcast, go over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Boom. Thank you. There's a lot of you that have already done that. Thank you very much for that. Greatly appreciate it. You're part of what makes this great. You're great. We're great. So that makes for a good team. And you can click on the description below to get information about the things that I've talked about in this podcast. So appreciate that. And that'll help you move forward from today into tomorrow. And I think that is it, you all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Survival Show Podcast. Keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.